that's the essence of leadership, you know, what that that's what well, it is. Yeah, you hit on the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stand um, in adversity and confront it. And well, it's not meant for us to all be on one side. So to truly be representative of all people, then uh, we need all voices. Welcome back podcast. We are here this week with uh, a fellow realtor, Vic Collins with KW. And I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Vic because Vic and I are co-chairing this year uh, member engagement over at the Atlanta Realtor Association. So welcome, Vic. Thank you. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on. Um, I know some people probably are, are wondering, oh my gosh, why is a realtor having another realtor on their podcast? And I think that it's a, a really great topic for what I often say about us in our profession is that we act out of scarcity rather than abundance. Um, some other realtors that have podcasts will have people from other parts of the country um, be on their, their podcast, but we'll, we're going to have a lot of Atlanta realtors, right? So that's going to be very interesting because we have such a vibrant market here and so many cool people. Um, so I'm glad to have you. Um, and I wanted to go ahead and start by talking a little bit about, um, what you do at KW and, uh, and then how you came to real estate. Awesome. So, um, I'm a salesperson at KW, um, in Brookhaven. I currently am serving on the agent leadership council, which is our office's, um, council for the voice for our entire office from the agent perspective. So that's keeping me really busy oh. in the office. Um, and I also, I'm coaching dual career agents as well. So, um, I have so, so is that meaning like part-time agents? Part-time that... agents. Okay. Yeah. So helping people make the plunge, the, you know, the change. Absolutely. Right. Awesome. Agents who are, um, full-time in full-time jobs and they want to transition full-time into real estate. And that's, keeping me really busy as well. So. Oh, well. well, thank you for being here today and carving out about an hour. Yeah. Well, much appreciated. I'm happy to be here and I look forward to uh, uh, giving you uh, insight into who I am and what I do. Yes, certainly. And, and also Vic and I, we've casually met a few times. We've had some meetings as we, we prepare for our roles leading this committee this year. But this is also kind of, I guess, a deeper dive so that um, we'll be ready for everything that 2020 has. And like I said, Vic is going to be the chair next year. So really, it's about setting him up to have a great committee, uh, an event schedule plan there. So one of the great things that, that I love about talking to other realtors is we are such a, a diverse group of people and we come th from all different types of backgrounds. And it's not just one past career or background that makes a great agent, right? There, and it really helps us have our individuality, if you will, in our our strengths, our own personal strengths. So um, what was your background prior to real estate? So before real estate, I studied engineering and, and practice engineering in corporate space, and um, in particular with JP Morgan and banking operations. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. I'm actually still using those those tools from those experiences in real estate, believe it or not. But um, yeah, that's how you know that's how I got started, and um, it's really cool to see some of the things that I'm doing um, in real estate from an engineering perspective. 
Yeah, well, I think engineers also make great realtors because you're a problem solver and Mm -hmm. you are a systems creator, if you will. Mm -hmm. And those are all things that really make our job efficient. Um, Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I come from. I went to college for architecture. So similar, you know, that engineering kind of mind. And um, it's what I equate to my efficiency in real estate um, that really helps me have a high production number, but then also be able to do things like in leadership and Mm -hmm. this podcast, you know, and and do like varied things that all um, other people don't seem to have time to do. So it's it's a great benefit to have that skill set and to bring it from a different career. So what led you to leave maybe the safety, right, Mm -hmm. of, of a job that had a great paycheck, benefits, to come to the uncertainty <laughs> of being your own boss, but especially yeah. in real estate. So I have a little bit of an interesting story. Um, I moved to Atlanta for a job and um, it started out well, but did not end well. And so needless to say, um, there, you know, I was let go from that job mm-hmm. and really didn't know at that point in time what I was going to be doing. Aside from the fact that I had always, in my corporate job, been involved in real estate, I've always kind of bought properties on the side and had it, had it in the back of my mind that, you know, this would be really cool if I could do full-time. And the entire time, out of the entire time, just sort of manifesting where I am right now, just not really having the courage to do it for that those same reasons you talked about, is the uncertainty of the income and when I would get paid and the benefits. Um, so, uh, when that happened, um, I said, well, you know, I could take this opportunity and just go to real estate school and get licensed and just become a full-time real estate professional. So that's what I did. And, um, that's how I ended up here. So how quickly did you make that decision? So you, the job ended and how, how fast was it before you were in that real estate class? So when the job ended, I went into like panic mode. And so I was like, I needed to find something to do. So I took a two week crash course, and oh, that, um, I did that as well. It's a great way to get <laughs> right, it over get it and done, done with. Right, get it knocked out. I was, I was, you know, looking at the some of them were on the weekends, and then some classes were in the you know, evenings. I was like, I don't know. And they were every other day and every two days. I was like, I don't know if that would be best for me. Let me just knock it all out. So crash course in two weeks. Took the um, class exam and took the state exam, and then boom, got licensed. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And when did you get licensed? How long have you been a, a licensed um, realtor? So I've been licensed since January 2017. Okay. Oh, wow. So so you're you're right at that three-year mark. And mm-hmm. so we were talking before we started, you are looking at doing your broker's license this year. Absolutely. So that is the goal. Um, I have a, I mapped out a plan and that is part of the plan to become a, a licensed like broker or associate broker. Here in Georgia, I already am in North Carolina as well. So oh, wow. I have a plan to get licensed in the southeastern corridor of the U.S. USA, and um, on track to do that. Awesome! That is another great way to do some additional business. Is mm-hmm. is uh, especially if you're a neighboring state. Mm-hmm. Of course, the only state I would be interested in um, starting and getting licensed again is on the other side of the country, <laughs> and looking at probably doing it like a, a, a part time. Uh, yeah. of the year that I'd be there as my husband moves towards retirement. But it's one of the hardest states to get licensed in. They have incredibly uh, more difficult uh, requirements to get mm-hmm. in. It's time commitments, not topic matter. Yeah. And they don't do reciprocity. So, <laughs> but, um, but I think some of the surrounding states, you do get reciprocity. Absolutely. So it's a little it's easier. easier. It's a lot easier. I mean, really, it's, you know, you submit papers and they want to know that you're 
practicing healthy real estate practice and you know you can be licensed so mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about um, some a cool thing you and your brother do mm-hmm. so you know I'm very involved in community and I, I tend to say that most other successful agents are involved in community mm-hmm. um, you get a chance to, to give back and, and again know what's going on in your community so you can be a great ambassador for it but you and your brother have uh, something that you guys still do up in North Carolina that's really absolutely cool. yeah so Ashley's two of my brothers my two younger brothers we have a nonprofit and it's called C Note C Note Foundation and what C Note stands for is create nothing other than excellence and the idea behind this it, well what really has inspired inspired this is us growing up and having very limited opportunities to go to college. And so where we're from, uh, we grew up in Durham, North Carolina. Um, there's a, there has been in the past a little bit of a divide, you know, racial divide between, um, you know, where people, their trajectory and then where they go to school. Of course, you have, you know, your Dukes and your UNCs. And, but a lot of times, you know, students like me of African-Americans, we don't get into those schools. So um, HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, have, have since been um, – um, sort of a gateway for us to have access to some of the same types of opportunities people other people have and so that's what we do we we we've raised money for these institutions we create strong endowments we're on pace to reach twenty five thousand this year oh wow once we do that the state of north carolina will match it for a fifty thousand dollar endowment and then um, it'll be paid out to a high school student attending north carolina a&t every year and so the bigger we grow that, the more the scholarship gets big for that particular institution and student. And the goal is to create several several of those. So we work really hard to do that. Awesome. Have you yeah. started an effort to maybe do one here in Atlanta? We haven't. Um, and the reason, I've only been here five years. And so it's really been hard <laughs> getting that one off the ground. That is a thought with Morehouse and the whole AU Center being uh, of resources for people. So we just have to be, get in touch with the right people here to help us do that. Um, well, so certainly that brings a good question up for me. Are you, um, so I know you're a realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, are you also a realtist with, uh, with Empire Board? I am. Awesome. I just joined this January, actually. So um, I'm pretty new to that, to that organization. But yes, I am. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. And as we kind of briefly spoke about, and I think it was episode one when we started, which was not a real estate episode, mm-hmm. we talked about the multicultural real estate groups mm-hmm. and um, uh, Empire Board, NAREV is, I, they're, if they're not the oldest multicultural, they're mm-hmm. right up there maybe with WCR, Women's Council of Realtors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely not enough awareness of, of us, even in the real estate community, but yeah. it's growing. Um, yeah. It's definitely improving. And so it's really important for all of us to be involved mm-hmm. in helping grow and maintain those organizations because they do a lot. Um, actually, so I'm glad to hear that you're a <laughs> member of, of Empire Board yeah. because, you know, in our role as uh, the member engagement chairs, it really, we are also di- the diversity committee. And, and like I mentioned, there was a, a class that we had at Atlanta Realtor Association for Leadership earlier this month mm-hmm. uh, where we had a speaker from National Association of Realtors come down, Fred Underwood, who is the Director of Diversity and Inclusion at NAR. And uh, so that really helped me understand more what this title of member engagement is because I always thought it was a bad title for what we were actually supposed to be doing. But really, member engagement is is about engaging all of your members. So there you have the diversity part. And diversity is 
bigger than just race, but it's mm -hmm. age, it's thought process, it's, you know, where are you located physically, mm -hmm. um, sales agents and brokers. So you have the opinion and input and perspective from all of your members so you can make informed, thoughtful decisions. So now I feel better for our trajectory for 2020 kind of taking that on. But um, I really want to work with uh, Empire yes. to, to build a relationship. I know that uh, the previous chairs, Quinn Arnault and Michael Fisher, you know, laid the groundwork. Um, I have some great contacts. Amy McCoy, you may know her. She's mm -hmm. there. I think she's their events chair. And then Jeffrey Hicks is, um, he's long, he's long been involved in both ARA as well as the empire board. And he's doing some stuff at NAR now, but, um, I think it, it's a great opportunity for us to do something, uh, in conjunction with, you know, some of the other multiculturals, perhaps Nagarep and, uh, the empire board and, and have Atlanta realtors as part of that discussion. Cause there's just so much cooperating that needs to happen. There's a, there's a history, you know, and, yeah. and it's understandable that um, the multiculturals have stayed at a distance. Um, but I think also even within the realtor organization, it has to be the right kind of people mm -hmm. that are building those bridges. Yeah. And I, I really feel hopeful with you and I on this committee to be able to um, maybe serve, serve as a check and balance for mm -hmm. some of the things. Um, because there's definitely going to have to be discussions and yeah. I think you and I are going to have to explain things, um, right. going forward with that. But, um, yeah, that, that, that excites me. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I mean, what I'm doing, what I can to get involved, um, in, in really trying to get to know the city of Atlanta and the surrounding metro area. And so for me, um, this taking an opportunity, I mean, it, it, real estate for me, it, it Incumbent so many things and I, I don't think you can really truly do your job if you aren't community-based and neighborhood-based and 100% you know what I mean so that's <laughs> that's that's my intention or the level of intention I'm moving with um, as I you know move into leadership as well so I'm equally excited to uh, to, to take this membership engagement partner this year and um, do some wonderful things with it well you made a great point there about really focusing on, uh, you know, realtors being in the community and form mm -hmm. part of it, you know, helping make decisions. And that is where I say, you know, technology and disruptors will not remove agents. Mm -hmm. I think there will be a thinning yeah. of, you know, we are a very bloated uh, roster, yeah. you know, nationally <laughs> over 1.4 in the state of Georgia. We have over 80,000 licensees and over a slightly more than 40,000 of those are realtors, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, less than half of those even produce any amount of sales. So um, I, th I think that um, some of these technologies and alternative methods will take some of the bottom part out, if you will, and they'll take some of the low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. But I think that there will, for a long time at least, mm -hmm. and maybe for always, be a place for engaged, thoughtful leaders to be in the community making a difference. Because that's what we are as advisors. We're not door openers. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> People don't realize how it's tough this industry is tough and to do it really well is tough it's also very rewarding it's an art it's an art it's an art and you've spent countless hours trying to to, to master um, what we do to the level we do it to be successful i mean it's a lot of agents here professionals here let me say um so uh yeah awesome awesome well so let's talk a little bit about member engagement so mm -hmm. you know i think 
you know, part of this podcast is to bring awareness to multiple things, but also I want more people to see what realtors are doing here locally. And so that's other realtors as well as just the general public is, you know, there, there is some negativity about us and you're starting to see it politically, especially with hot button issues like affordable housing. Right. And um, I think that, you know, the realtors are, are moving in the right direction. There is, you know, progressive, thoughtful realtors working within the organization, growing a voice and being a part of that reason. So, you know, we need all types of people again in the organization. So we're having a full conversation. Uh, we need reinforcements. You yes. know, I mean, it is a very conservative, stuffy organization overall, but that's just because those are the people that have historically shown up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I find Atlanta realtors to, to be very open and welcoming and, um, you know, you and I are both relatively in the scheme of things, younger realtors, uh, both age wise, but also I'm at five years licensed, you're at three. And um, I got involved almost immediately after being licensed and you were probably not far behind from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so making people aware that, you know, you don't have to have, you know, 20 years in the business, some ridiculously absurd production number to to be involved in leadership and to give back. Your yeah. viewpoint still matters. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I got involved my first year um, with YPN and then the government affairs <laughs> committee just naturally kind of want to know what's going on with the city. But uh, to your point of, um, you know, having a diverse you know, group of people be a part of this is very, it's very important. Um, and the real estate is at, at the core of many, many, many different things. It's at the core of, you know, property taxes and, and schools and very important things that are very important to the people. Right. So yes. a lot of times people don't know where we fit in. Um, and, but it's very easy for me to point out, Hey, you know, a lot of things run, run through real estate. So let's better educate you on, um, you know, what we do and how we're advising, how we're guiding. And to do that, you have to be involved and you have to be a part of uh, organizations that are going to, it's going to help educate you as a leader. So that's my reason for wanting to be involved. Yeah, certainly. And um, I, I don't think even a lot of agents realize how much that real estate affects everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, it's everywhere. And then at the same time, a lot you hear, see and hear a lot of agents say, you know, what does the realtor association do? All they do is take my dues every year. And I will say that it's, I blame both sides. I blame the realtor association for being in its little pocket Uh and not, you know, having embraced things like this, the internet, you know, the internet is a great, um, destroyer of the gatekeeper, if you will. You know, you can disseminate information easily. And I think we're getting there. You know, we've got some great associations across the nation, like Austin Board of Realtors, for example, that has a podcast, which I love. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to some of their stuff. And uh, believe it or not, there, you know, Atlanta has been throwing that idea around for a while. Um, Kind of the difficulty is figuring out who would host it, right? It needs to be a staff member or somebody not affiliated with a brokerage, mm-hmm. you know, because that can be biased. But uh, that's something that I'm hoping we can discuss a little bit at our meeting next week mm-hmm. with the larger committee and that we can send an additional kind of recommendation to the board at large um, of saying, hey, um, member engagement thinks this is a great idea and we just want to back up the people who've been floating the idea. Um, and we just want to continue that conversation and really get it moving because we do have a great new communications director. I don't know if he'd be the guy to do it, but 
you know, having a radio show, I think would help, you know, and podcasts are growing and obviously having one a little more focused on real estate. I think Atlanta realtors could do a lot to drive uh, awareness of what it's doing, talk about trends and also events. I think that's a great, a great idea. And, and I, at, at <laughs> first when they, when they were asking us to do member engagement, I was like, Oh, that was not on my list. That was, I, you know, I was, I'm like, that's not even an interest of me, but like you mentioned governmental affairs. Yeah. Um, when I first got into real estate, I didn't really, uh, get excited about government. I mean, I, I was close, I've always voted and, and, and shown up and, and had an opinion, but I didn't really get into like the, as they call it, making the sausage. <laughs> but as I got more involved with it and seeing really kind of the power that our trade organization can have, it's like, okay, I want to be there. I want to also add in, in my circumstance, it was adding a voice and understanding of sustainable issues mm-hmm. um, because that wasn't really present. And it's like, well, we don't need to always be anti-sustainability. We need yeah. to understand both sides of that equation. Mm-hmm. But um, that's the exciting thing I think about our uh, committee is that technically we kind of get to like, have a voice on each of those committees you know we can um support them we can kind of send input or recommendations to them and like one of them i think is um is governmental affairs because there's a lot to do there um what kind of governmental affair issues either local state do you um follow right now when it comes to real estate um so i think like for me um i'm because i'm impacted and i have been impacted is affordable housing and you know, right now I live outside of the perimeter. And I'm like, what, well, why? People ask, well, why? Well, it's because I can't afford to live inside of the perimeter. Why? So, you know, just kind of understanding, you know, the dynamics here in Atlanta and how it's changing, how um, big corporations that are coming in and they're impacting um, the cost of living, um, the infrastructure is struggling a little bit, and transportation. And those are some of the things that kind of, you know, as I'm connecting all of the dots or they're all of things that I'm following, but their impacts to, you know, they impact whether people can be in or out of the city. So um, I would love to be in the city yes. in, inside of the perimeter, but it's not affordable for me right now. So um, that's a big thing that I'm following right now. Um, obviously, um, outside of real estate, you know, this, you know, we we hear a lot and we've seen a lot that's been going on with like voter suppression and things like that. So just kind of keeping an eye on how, how Georgia is changing mm-hmm. and just in general um, it's, it's of interest to me because that in, that will impact us at some point. Certainly. Uh, you know, just. And I say it's why representation matters. I -hmm. I know some of the leaders are probably so sick of me saying that and they Mm -hmm. might find it offensive, but it's not meant offensively. It's just that, you know, just like we're talking about member engagement Mm -hmm. of engaging all these people so that their voice is at the table. Mm -hmm. It's the idea behind that Mm -hmm. in that, you know, uh, most people just, if you haven't experienced it or it's not part of your life, mm-hmm. you don't think about it. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. And so the, the part of having that diversity of everything at the mm-hmm. table is that those experiences are brought up. So we mm-hmm. can start having a conversation where, okay, you weren't aware of it before, but now you can be. So yeah. we can start, you know, you can become an ally. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things for me with that is, uh, with, is LGBT rights, mm-hmm. especially when it, interacts with fair housing mm-hmm. you know it, it's very cut and dry we've had it in our code of ethics as a realtor association um since i think 2009 for sexual orientation and i think 2014 for gender identity so mm-hmm. we are on the on the leading edge with that mm-hmm. but we don't have those protections um in law 
-hmm. right? So right now, what legal protections don't match our code of ethics. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody, as we mentioned in the beginning, there's about 80,000 licensees in the state, but only about 40,000 are realtors. So um, there are potentially about half of our licensees in the state currently could deny housing to somebody based on sexual orientation or gender identity and not have you know, any kind of repercussion. Mm -hmm. And, and that's an issue. Um, and so the realtors have been really good at trying to expand that, you know, at NAR, there is the Equality Act at mm -hmm. the national level. And NAR did support that this year. It was a long discussion and it was really their first time supporting something like it, but it sets a precedent, right? And, um, they got it through the house, uh, which is not surprising. Um, and it's stuck in the Senate. And what's really encouraging from NAR is that they say, they they saw they knew that going in they didn't expect it to pass in the senate but they are dedicated um to building the relationships and yeah. putting the groundwork in to change that mm -hmm. um and of course at the local level we do have cities that are passing the local version of that the non-discrimination ordinances or ndos and we are now up to seven city of atlanta which is actually small compared to the total metro area but city of atlanta has had one since 2001 and they were the only jurisdiction until late 2018 that that had one. And in that time, we've now had six other cities join, and they're all in DeKalb County, uh, in the, the northern part of DeKalb County. And so I, I'm very proud to say that Atlanta Realtors has been supportive yeah. of those. Um, but there's still work to do. And what it takes is it takes somebody like me, who's like very deep in that conversation, yeah. to push it. Yeah. Um, because if if not, people don't really think that there's an option to have, right? Mm -hmm. They think that they're they're just out there alone. Mm -hmm. So what what have you seen specifically that has been um, sort of inspiring you to like sort of push this? Have you seen? Have you heard of any cases in in particularly or? Well, so for me, like I always say, you know, as a as a white male who is gay, um, I present people, I don't like choose to present, but I, I yeah. when people meet me, they just assume I'm straight. Yeah. Um, I don't ever lie about who I am. You know, quickly people usually ask, you know, about your spouse or yeah. if you have kids or things. So it quickly comes out, yes, I have a husband and then it's clear. Yeah. Um, but there is an immense privilege in conversations where that doesn't come out or just walking around the world where I just look like a white dude, you mm -hmm. know? And so that that is uh, led me to have a fairly simple life as far as like not experiencing a lot of this but mm -hmm. you know my husband is puerto rican and uh, he also uh, we do have an age gap so he grew up in a different time as far as like yeah. being lgbt and so i've experienced firsthand things with him yeah as a person of color mm -hmm. um and then we have you know we adopted kids from foster care so even though they're white um they are disadvantaged right mm -hmm. and so things that happened to them labeling that didn't happen to me so it's been that firsthand experience absolutely yeah um, and there's yeah. it's interesting because there's um a past president of the illinois realtors uh, matt defanis who's become really big um nationally in expanding this conversation around fair housing and, and the past racial um discrimination that has happened that has created this huge wealth gap right mm -hmm. an opportunity gap that we're still living with today that's really the, the key to have that conversation of you know yes protections were passed 50 years ago but the results it will it's still happening today even with laws in place but the results are still being felt today yeah. so when people talk about things and speak up there's sometimes this reaction from the status quo 
of, well, why can't you just move past that? Why are you talking about it? We don't, that doesn't happen anymore. And it's like, yes, it does. And, <laughs> and we need to acknowledge so that we can make things right. So that yeah. our future decisions aren't continuing that same trend. Um, and so it's, it's a tough one. I, I mean, there's a lot of people who have come before yeah. and put work in at multiple levels and been, you know, labeled divisive and, um, you know, yeah, it's tough work. It's tough work to do. Yes. So I, you know, gratitude and much appreciation for, um, t taking this on because it, it does, things do still happen. <laughs> You know, as much as we don't like to believe that they don't. It makes me mad is what yeah. it is. Like, I mean, I, I, I know you're not supposed to be emotional, but it, I'm pissed. Yeah. You know, I really am pissed about the level of it happening. And even, I mean, as a gay man, I've had a couple experiences where people tell me, oh, you should just, you know, slow down. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll get to you eventually. Like, I remember that mm -hmm. with the whole gay marriage fight back in the early 2000s. And it's just like, and other people have had it even longer, right? Mm -hmm. It's like... How long do we got to wait? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and who are, who are we protecting by making people exactly. wait? So I just, yeah. I kind of like, I get that some things take process, but how long? Yeah. You know, yeah, so. no, no, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's a little interesting, kind of like with the real estate tie in a little bit lately. So, you know, I, I made a post the other day on Facebook about um, GAR. I was uh -huh. specifically calling GAR out to challenge them and to start a conversation because they there is a bill that is the same as you know the equality act and these ndos on the local level at the mm -hmm. state level um, i know it has challenges but this is just like nar's building efforts and putting capital in to change that gar should be doing the same thing and you know i i got a lot of phone calls the last couple of days about it from ara leaders and other people because they were concerned they you know, they, what I love is they were supportive, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing they did before they called me is they went and they did their homework and they said, you know, is this true? Like, does GAR not support it? Now that's where we get into a gray area because the truth is, and this is not how my post was meant, is that GAR has voted in a committee to support it, but they aren't putting a lot of weight behind it. It's sort of like, you know, we can go through the motion of supporting, but it's like, now let's build what I'm calling out is mm -hmm. in through my role at Nagel rep, you know, Nagel rep is pushing for this. Mm -hmm. Now we're calling on you Georgia realtors to, to put the work in, bring awareness. And so the great thing is that it's started this conversation mm -hmm. that I, you know, that needed to happen. And, um, you know, things like perhaps we put an article in the Georgia realtor magazine about the local efforts with NDOs and, you know, also mention HB 19. That's what we need instead of just what I was calling it is, you know, ignoring it, you yeah. know, and dodging kind of the responsibility around it. But that's <laughs> how we have to do it. And sometimes it puts us in a bad light or on the opposite side of the field, which is never a comfortable place to be. But if we don't, who's I mean, going to? That's the essence of leadership. You know what? That, that's what. Well, it is. yeah, you hit on the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you get to stand um, in adversity and confront it. And well, it's not meant for us to all be on one side. So to truly be representative of all people, then uh, we need all voices. So yes. um, kudos to you. Well, and, and I, like I told you when we first met, I said, I hope you're a little bit of a rebel. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know where I'm known? Um, I, when you ask me my opinion about things or you ask me what I think about things, I'm very mindful of the totality of everyone. Very mindful but I will always give you 
uh, a true transparent you know like opinion or response so uh, I am a little bit of a rebel I'm known as that person um, and I sit in that and I own that and I love it no that's a good place <laughs> to be I mean people need to know who you are yeah and I you know too many people are trying to I guess maybe I call it sometimes the old way of doing things you mm-hmm. know it's just you know things happen slow progress slow and I understand we're not we're not trying to totally shred, rip mm-hmm. up and shred the way things work. It's mm-hmm. just what what we're talking about is there are some things where we could make changes now. And, yeah. and some of these things have been going on for a long time. So that's just Absolutely. the bottom line is it's not like it's yeah. a newfangled idea yeah. that we're shoving down your throat. <laughs> it's that we're, we're speaking up and sharing because, you know, the truth is a lot of people thought it was over and done with yeah. until recently. Um, so I'm really excited. And I, I think there's some opportunity, like I said, I, again, as these multiculturals, kind of grow you know they've been kind of working in silos um we're coming together um there's a great event which we'll also try to support um and and encourage members to go to for ara in august this year it's normally june but this is the third year they're going to do it called all around the world Mm -hmm. and narep the hispanic real estate professionals um sponsor it or, or throw it it's their event every year and that's where all five of us come together and we have a speaker from each organization you know so that started conversations and there's conversations going on you know internally with local associations and even the state is starting to reach out but there's a lot of work to do um and so we're going to need people you know taking that that hat and i think mm-hmm. you know one of the struggles i'll say Right is when, and I feel the struggle by having a role in Nagarep plus Atlanta Realtors. It's a lot, yeah. But it's important to be in both mm-hmm. because if you're in one or the other, you're not again just like that that same thing. Is sometimes you have to bridge that gap. And the big thing would be trying to bring people with you. Yeah. So, um, you know, who could you bring from ARA to also help Empire? Who mm-hmm. from Empire could you bring to? also be involved at ARA right so that there's some like give and take and the um it's not just you carrying it because that that gets that gets tiring so how do you how have you engaged um like out of ARA like how do so you're pretty busy so what do you do you take that your ARA um conversations to NAGA what does that what does that look like um, well, so the, the Nagel Rep uh, committee is, uh, there's eight of us. And the good thing is that I would say at least four of us are realtor leaders as well okay. and in different associations. So we're plugged in everywhere. So the great mm-hmm. thing is we're able to bring all those resources together. And that would be like something great for, uh, to make sure that Empire mm-hmm. Board has. They might already have it. I'm just yeah. not aware, but they might not have it too. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, for example, we're, uh, we are bringing in a member of NAREP. Uh, I've been working a long time to get him, um, but he's going to be on our uh, membership or a member engagement committee this year um, to kind of, again, bridge that that communication. Um, I The great thing is that, is that you find a lot of things to work together. You find opportunities for events, right? So Nagarette might be looking to do an event and ARA might be saying, well, we want to do something with a multicultural. And it's like, hey, we both want to do something. Then some, you know, sometimes the topic's already chosen, but sometimes maybe the hardest part is just choosing the, the topic or the format of the event. Yeah. But there's a lot of opportunities for cooperation. And uh, like I said, with NAREB, I, th- I think we need to do an event. Um, and with us, I think ARA uh, sponsors it through an NAR grant rather than a, uh, you know, like being a, 
a partner because we have that community partners program at ARA, which kind of complicates um, mm-hmm. who can be involved in our events. So I think that NAR sponsors the event with a donation th- through an NAR grant, but that um, Empire Board and perhaps Nagorep really run the event. Yeah. And that we do something, you know, in Atlanta about some of these, these the truth about redlining the truth mm-hmm. about you know why we are where we are the truth about where why black homeownership is where it's at mm-hmm. um and like i said matt defanis up in illinois has started putting out some great media so and i know that amy's a good friend with him so i'm just mm-hmm. like we got all the pieces <laughs> right. we just got to put it together into Absolutely. like a really cool event and i think that starts the communication i think that starts the bridge and i think it starts the ball rolling on much more exciting things so yeah i'm excited for that um yeah and i think you know just being able and i'm and i'm happy to uh be a conduit from ara to empire um i think that's going to be very beneficial so i'm i'm looking forward to this year and how to get them plugged into what we're doing in ARA and vice versa. Yeah, because you know, because next year is your year as chair, <laughs> and so you know, you're really we're going to be working this year to make sure that 2021 goes smoothly mm-hmm. for you and kind of mm-hmm. line up a lot of the things for you to do. So, um, it'd be I'd be curious to see who's going to be your chair next year, <laughs> uh, you know, your co-chair, because um, that that's always an interesting dynamic for you to be able to like have you know multiple communities and keep, again keep yeah. that that energy going. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I think there's just a lot to do, and there's just conversations. That's, mm-hmm. Conversations have to happen, uh, and people have to be open to it. And mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited for even what I've seen in my short. F- this is my fifth year being in a committee and, and leadership type roles with mm-hmm. ARA. It is very different than when I first started. Yeah. I've always felt welcome. I do like people to explain that. You know, mm-hmm. like I've never felt out of place. I've never mm-hmm. been felt like I. Uh, like I wasn't supposed to be there. Um, and I know that the perception sometimes can be that Atlanta Realtors is very buckhead. It's yeah. very stuffy. You know, you got to, again, have mm-hmm. some like super stellar sales numbers or something. But the truth is, is that we are a volunteer organization. As you mm-hmm. know, we, Vic and I don't get paid. <laughs> we don't get paid for our volunteer work. And we need more, yeah. right? And uh, I mean, ha- you've already brought a few people to the committee. Yeah. Just a couple, you know, I've been, I'm, as I'm out, it's my job as I'm being mentored to also mentor people. And so as, you know, I'm learning, it's important to bring other people along with you to get them involved and get them engaged. And then we have an even bigger voice for, you know, what we're trying to project out into the industry. So um, that's my goal is to continue to get people involved. They don't have to necessarily be on our committee, but... I want them to get involved. And so that's important. Yeah, I always get that question from people when I have approached them about getting involved. They're like, well, you know, what committee should I be on? And Mm -hmm. I I always tell people, like, that's a personal question. Like, (laughs) only you can really answer that. And to be honest, you might like something that you never would think. But the great thing is, I don't know what the actual number of committees are, but I feel like it's got to be, you know, close to 20 or something. It's a lot, yeah. But there's kind of a committee for all types of personalities. Mm-hmm. So whatever your strength or enjoyment is, go do that. And um, the great thing is is that, you know, we have great staff mm-hmm. at the association that really take the brunt of the work. Mm-hmm. I always kind of say it's just, it's our job to create the ideas yeah. and, and be visionaries. And then mm-hmm. the staff figures out a lot of ways how to make it work. So, you know, kudos to those staff that really, you know, make all of it possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... It'll be interesting to see this year. I think, you know, we have some cool conversations and bridge building. Um, 
and also just encourage people uh, to to know what we're doing, that awareness piece, and then get involved in their own space because we need those people. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm happy to hear ideas. I know as this, you know, people listen to this podcast today. I mean, p- please, you know. I don't have all the answers, certainly. Well, well that's true. See, and that's the other thing. Like, if you feel you don't have all the answers, don't feel like you shouldn't stand up. Yeah. You know, because that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've even been guilty of that, of being scared to add my my little piece. And, mm-hmm. and really what it takes is somebody asking you to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I have a person who asked me to get involved, um, who actually... Uh, well, technically, I kind of have two people. Yeah. Um, my first was somebody I went to licensing school with. Yeah. She asked me to get involved and come to a committee for YPN. And then when I was on that committee, Lee Adkins challenged us to do more, yeah. right? Rather than to contribute. And so he's the one that really kind of like pushed me down that road. Is there somebody like that for you? Yeah. Um, Michael Fisher. For <laughs> oh, one, okay. um, Lane McCormick really took, took it to another level with me. Is, you know, she's seeing a lot of potential in me really being an influencer. And it's kind of challenged me to, to, not only get involved, but be a, be a super duper leader. So um, those those two people, you know, in particular, particularly on the ARA board, have been wonderful. And then there's been some wonderful people in my office that have all all you know just kind of seen a lot of like light. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're gonna be a superstar in the space, not just someone selling real estate. So uh, many kudos to those people as well. So. I, I you know in the beginning it started differently you know I was just kind of you know I'm gonna get in and I just want to make a living mm-hmm. but as I've gotten in and sort of can see you know what's really out there it's it's so much more than just selling houses so it really is about being an influencer in the space yes well and showing up is the key of everything we mm-hmm. do in real estate so especially with leadership and I find it interesting I didn't get into leadership to make money. Mm-hmm. But what you'll find, and you're probably seeing this too, is that it gives you a certain expertise. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only do you actually know what's going on, but especially if you um, are seen doing it, or you sh- you know you share on social media him at mm-hmm. this event, because usually we're trying to promote it and make sure that other realtors <laughs> see us on social media, but also your clients see you, yeah. and so you just get seen as like you take it seriously, absolutely, and so it, it it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. So. You know, you can eventually look at it as I'm doing this to, you know, to improve my industry, but it does also have, you know, an impact, a positive impact on my bottom line. It's Absolutely. not just Absolutely. giving yeah. away time. Yeah, client, you know, my clients, they, you know, they, the kind of business I have, they, my clients become really good friends um, and they get really get to know you, you know, even after the transaction. So that's very important. For, it's very important for me, for them to know who I am and what I'm doing yes. and what I care about. Um, and for me, the same for them. That way I can, you know, be a, a resource for them as best I can. Well, that brings up a kind of a good point is I feel that, the, you know, there, there are people, there's one, there are individual preferences as far as how comfortable you are with privacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, shape people's hand and tell them my life story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I will say is that, you know, most of my clients and I have lined up very well. Yeah. And part of that is eventually you get into the referral model, right? Yeah. Past clients, you mesh so well, you did such a good job. They send you people just like them, right? Because mm-hmm. people usually hang out with similar people. It's just a fact. Um, and, and I find it, it makes our job a lot easier because if people, uh, like you and therefore trust you, Mm -hmm. um, the job is just easier, you know, and it goes, it goes (laughs) better for everybody. (laughs) 
so it's a, it's a great thing to kind of let let people know a little bit about you and connect have yeah. that personal connection for so. sure yeah. well awesome well i'm really excited for 2020 and mm-hmm. and the bigger year of 21 um mm-hmm. as we set things up um what i want to do before we head out if people want to connect with you on social media what's what's the best way to get in contact with you what channels are you on yeah so i'm i'm on um, instagram and facebook uh both you can search um um vjr which is which are my initials vic jr <laughs> vjr the realtor uh on both uh, and twitter as well so twitter instagram facebook you can find me or you can search me vic collins and um yeah i welcome anyone who wants to uh connect or have questions uh shoot me ideas and we can well vice versa bounce ideas off of, off of each other that's a great way to contact me so vic real quick realtor tip mm-hmm. what social media channel do you say has the best returns for your business uh, so best returns i honestly have to say facebook has been the best return for me i mean i've actually made transactions and referrals so i've been a little more intentional there awesome um best visibility though i would have to say instagram okay for branding interesting yeah okay would you think the Facebook is kind of goes back to what you said about letting people know you? Yeah. Do you think they maybe feel a little more personal? I think on that? people feel more connected to who you are on Facebook because they have a little, more, they know a little bit more about you and what you what you do, and your family, and your dog, and all that stuff. So um, I think it's a good mixture of I, I feel like I know this person. Who goes back to trust? I feel like I can trust this person. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why it's been a little more successful for me. Awesome. So realtors, if you're a realtor, you heard that. <laughs> see if Facebook is working for you. And if it's not, maybe try it out. All right. Well, Vix, thanks so much for coming by today. I'll see you next week at our um, committee meeting and podcast. We will talk to you next week.